That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Brooke, I want to, I found this. I was going to, I don't know when to bring it up, but like I, I've been getting the weirdest pop-up ads on on Instagram lately where I'm like, why would I, I was like, First of all, I was like, why do I need like a queen bee cage? Like, why would that ever be advertised to me? And then one popped up that was like um, these (laughs) cruises, these like themed, like musically themed cruises that are launching out of Long Beach. Um, And one is specifically they're they're all like dark goth rock. Specifically, there's one called Depeche Boat, which is a Depeche mode uh, a dance party. There's one called Morris S-E-A. You get it? Boat party. And then there's one called Nine Inch Sales. Nine Inch Sales. And I thought this could maybe warm you up. <laughs> no. <laughs> to the idea no. of maybe doing one of these and then indulging in a longer cruise vacation. <laughs> It's because we spoke about this, I think, because you know everything listens to us, everything <laughs> monitors. <laughs> I, okay, okay. A long story short, Sean's mom has pushed three times <laughs> the idea of just sending us on a cruise, <laughs> just me and him. <laughs> and I have never been so fat, where I was like, you tell your mom no. You tell your mom that no, like just give us money. I would never do it. I'm like, I won't talk to her again. If she fucking bought us a cruise, I was just like, fuck no. I was like, I'm so angry right now. She doesn't understand. Like I was losing it. Cause I was just like, what? A cr-? I was like, oh, but yes, no, I'm telling you, everything's listening to us. But also, they know you, Andrea Wallace. They know, they're like, who they know you. get drunk on a boat and listen to Trent Reznor? Yeah, she, she's, she's as as we watch you sailing off in your scary goth sandals. And never to um, return again. I just think it's like, who the fuck wants to go on like a goth crew? I don't know. The um, world, I mean, jo- Jocelyn, our former co-host, Jocelyn Hughes, did it with New Kids on the Block. But, but that's anyways, different. That's a different feel. It's a different day. You know what? Time. Maybe I'll just mask up and go. Who knows? But I, I will see. But I just thought if you if you wanted just a warm up cruise book, this could be it. So. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Sidework Podcast, you guys. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And over here, appreciating the lookout, you know, just thanks. I know you always got me, a wall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Brooke Van Poplin, your other 
host oh. said work pod guys oh welcome my God. we did it we're back here we are i just you know that his mom has like some sort of crazy coupon like you know and it's just like i don't care that you have a coupon i would rather die i might die like if i went on a cruise i was uh, I, oh. I i get it it's a it's a lot you know and i joke to you that we keep seeing um we keep seeing like the covid outbreaks well, plus yeah, but, norovirus there's an advertisement i don't remember which cruise line it is that we i've been seeing like on a on a digital ad when we're streaming i don't know what but it's basically like have the freedom to do whatever you want. They keep saying the word freedom. 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 Like, uh, well, and then I was like, yeah, until they lock you in your room when everybody's sick. <laughs> right. They keep saying freedom because all those documentaries came out when people were trapped on the boat mm -hmm. for 40 fucking days, mm -hmm. stuck in their own galley rooms, like no entertainment. <laughs> we're like, be oh, it's Galley so rooms is also what we call poop on a, when you're at sea. <laughs> <laughs> the freedom, freedom, freedom. Uh, until it's not. But anyway, bless her heart. You know, she just wants what's, she just wants some, to spark some romance. And maybe her idea of that is a, no, is a beautiful no. cruise. Nope, nope. But Nope, I, nope, I, yeah. nope. She is a 72-year-old woman who's hung her hat on an 82-year-old, really old, fucking rich guy who all he does is a cruise. That's all he can handle sure, is, man. To get on a, is to get on a boat and then hold perfectly still. <laughs> that's vacation to them. Some people, that's just what they got. That's all they got in them. That, that's there. They're just like, this is what we do. We see the, my mom, my mom really wants to go on a Viking River cruise. Can we get a Viking River cruise advertisement <laughs> fucking for once on this show, Please? if I had a paper bag, if I had a paper bag right now, I'd be hyperventilating into it in front of you. I a cruise is my penitentiary. Uh, yeah, totally. Oh my god. Anyway, guys. Um. So Brooke, I did this really fun thing yesterday where I, as an esthetician in my skincare, you know, world, uh, had uh, a really fun night and taught like. 20 people had to do like some basic at home gua sha um which is if you get nobody knows what gua sha is it's like an ancient chinese modality using stone tools that can like drain lymph and sculpt your muscles and it's great for anti-aging um but we got a bunch of lo-fi aperitifs for fun little beverages there and we made delicious palomas with mezcal and fever tree grapefruit soda and the amaro which was so so yummy yeah, yeah. And then just classic spritzes. Again, Amaro and Prosecco and soda water and lemon. It was delicious. And everybody was like, this is fucking great. And I was like, I know, right? So was I was going to say, I'm like, w were there some first timers in the group for sure? Like that haven't had, hadn't had Amaro and also hadn't done gua sha. Uh, just yeah. Yeah, exactly. First time to gua sha or mm -hmm. lo-fi, which mm -hmm. we're speaking. I'm like, can we get like the ancient art of gua sha to sponsor the podcast? Because yeah. we sure <laughs> mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. talk about that a lot too. No, but that sounds really lovely. Um, Basically the fever tree grapefruit soda, which mm -hmm. I, I had been sleeping on, but I hadn't I had it before. Well, I can't always find it to be fair, but when you can like, Oh my God, does that pair so well? I mean, I can't believe that fever tree and lo-fi don't just have a full on partnership guys. If you're listening, get it together. Uh, um, Costco has it. Brian just handed me a note. Costco has it. <laughs> I like how he's like, um, like late night talk show key card is. style. He's in the background. <laughs> 
keep it's, dancing. He's like frantically keep. scribbling and like holding holding up the words. Your wife has been in a terrible accident. Keep <laughs> dancing. I love that sketch so much. Key and peel. Key and peel, everyone. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> But yeah, everybody had a really great night. Um, you should have heard how many people were commenting on the actual like aesthetic of the bottle of lo-fi. Like people thought it was the sexiest thing they'd put eyes on in a long time. They're pretty gorgeous. So yes, guys, uh, once our good pal Victoria is uh, ready to um, hang out and do another drop by with lo-fi, mm-hmm. hopefully there'll be some new and exciting news about how we can get some of this uh Oh God! There are a lot of there are a lot of loopholes to get know, in it if you don't know, live in it. I know. Anyway, I know. But we love it. Awesome. But we love it. Well, uh, but we're but we're also talking truth about them, and maybe you know they'll take this as good feedback. People, the people want the lo-fi. Send it to the people. All uh, right. Well, let's jump into some headlines, shall we? I'm here for it. All right. So this first one. Yeah, it hits home. I am not happy about it. So my favorite. One of my favorite happy hours of all time, uh, a place called Sunset Beer, which is this great beer shop with a bar in the back. It's an Echo Park. I've been going there since I moved here. They have this insane happy hour that's like basically any bottle that you want. Like there's no corkage fee. So then all the individual beers are like two or three dollars. And in L.A., that's unheard of. And even on top of that, the corkage fee is like only two bucks anyway. So it's so cheap to drink there. And the thing about Echo Park, uh, you guys, it's really close to Dodger Stadium. So this has become, for Brooke and I and Brian and our friends, like the primo, like pregame spot for baseball games for us it's, over the years. It's a total energy. It's a it's a complete scene when you walk in when the Dodgers are playing. And, you know, for me, not being like the sportiest of sporty gals, I love the vibe there yeah. so much. It's, it's totally, not a sports bar. It's nope. a Dodgers pre-hang. Yeah. And then also a good time any other night of the and week. And a great beer shop and a great neighborhood hang. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's super fucking great. So Sunset Beer has been going strong for 11 years and they're closing um, basically yeah. at the end of the month, not because of the pandemic, not because that they didn't make it and they they are basically being forced out. So as we see this more and more, I'm reading more and more articles like this all the time. So basically, there is a company called Red Car Limited Industry Partners that owns the building that they are in. Uh, They bought it uh, a few years ago. And basically, since then, have had, like, with their tenants, like, no real, like, want or need to like be to to want them to stay in the building like they have their eyes set on a on on developing the space developing the building and doing who knows what because god knows i would love another corporate frozen yogurt chain and a chase bank oh there's so much character when you tear down great independently owned businesses and replace it with garbage. Yep, Everyone loves absolutely. that. Everyone yeah, loves have, it and wants that, Andrea. So no interest in negotiating leases. They just kind of like nod their heads like and don't speak, I think. They let three businesses walk away in the little strip mall um, in two years with like no intention of like releasing to anybody. So basically last week, Sunset Beer was given a 60-day notice uh, to Ooh. vacate the premises. Um, and they, wow. they, there's nothing that they can, or I, or, or pay four times as much the, in, in rent, in the, rent, in their pay. Jesus and this is just Christ. what's fucking happening. And the thing is, is there's no 
rules or laws put in place in LA to make sure stuff like this isn't happening and to support small businesses. Right. And the only thing we have going, which ain't much, but it like I started following an account um, about like iconic and historic LA buildings mm-hmm. and spaces where like they will put them on blast once they're being threatened to be turned into, like I keep saying, a fucking froyo corporate Lululemon fucking piece of shit storefront mm-hmm. while we're tearing down insane art deco. Like the thing that made Hollywood, like, and I'm not as dorky about this city as I should be, but this city really does hang on to its history better than some other cities. Like, Mm -hmm. it really does have a lot of remnants of 100 years ago everywhere that you look. And now the greediness post-pandemic, like, developers coming in. That's really how I feel. When people are... Well, right. People are like have been brought to their knees. And now the developers are like, you don't got a leg to stand on. It's like this fucking Applebee's story last week that we were talking about where it's just like, oh, you had a rough two years. Well, can't wait to wipe you off the face of the earth. Uh huh. They'll be like, well, we were nice to you during the pandemic. And now that things are back, like get the fuck out of my face. Give me my money or get out like that. We can't. We we can't wait to have some Japanese, Chinese, and Russian investors come in and, you know, just, uh, yeah. it, shell it, company it, shit. It's a lot. So if you guys are in the L.A. area and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't been to Sunset Beer in so long, um, please, like, go say your goodbyes. Go buy a bunch of stuff from them. Get a bunch of, like, stock to take home and have your beer stock for the fucking summer. Who knows? It's going to be crazy and our buddy Mike Holmes who's bartended there for so long we should absolutely have on the show to talk about it I think he's yeah. actually he's fine they're finally letting him do a comedy show there. no the now, good they're, news, they're, now they're closing he was like oh, Andrea <laughs> I think that happened and, and Tom's absorbing them oh yeah they're gonna move over to none other than the fable the Aww. bar that we talk about every fucking week lately <laughs> that's amazing yeah. and great. that's great that part's great but that part that you talked about that the story's all about i know it's just it's fucking heartbreaking it's this, it sucks especially like just in time for like us to be back for the summer i mean to be like this is where i'll be like drinking beer blah so i don't know i just i'm yeah so go to Feels. sunset beer you guys so money all right, well, let's move on, shall we, to our next headline. <laughs> this one is fucking good. Um, so Burger King's getting sued. Um, basically, there's a class action suit uh, that's saying, you know, and we, we've all been victim to uh, seeing an advertisement for fast food and how they make the food look. Food styling is very real, and the people that do it are very talented. But we all know that when we order a fucking Whopper, it's not going to look like what it looks like on TV. We're not stupid, Brooke. Right? <sighs> right? No, we're, I mean, we're we're not. Um, right. But some people are like, uh-uh, nope, nope. I have... I have spare time and no sense of control in my life. So recently, four plaintiffs claiming to represent hundreds of others across the country filed a lawsuit claiming that Restaurant Brands International that owns Burger King exaggerates and under delivers when it comes to the size of its Whoppers. Okay, so it was filed in U.S. District Court in Miami. The class action lawsuit basically says that the Whoppers are presented Uh, And they present falsely, basically. It's misleading advertising uh, and that they 
the Whoppers appear bigger on television than they really are when people get them, um, which is kind of okay. hilarious. This is, I mean, like I've said many times, wait until life really disappoints you, oh, yeah. you, you stupid fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. and the, well, the claim is also saying it's not just the Whoppers, Brooke. It's all the, the sandwiches. The che- the che- right, right, the right. Cross- the like- sandwich. Brooke. The che- like that it wasn't baked in France. The cheese is not fromage. You know, like where does it end, people? But the thing is, and it's hilarious to me that we've like never even covered this before. This kind of shit's been going on since like the 1980s. Right. Basically, right. like like uh, Taco Bell getting sued because the, the cost of too much of a Chalupa box is like too much. Or basically KFC getting sued because the family fill up bucket was only halfway full of chicken and then like Starbucks getting sued. And this was dismissed basically, but they were basically sued um, of how much it fills its cup. And so <laughs> the district court uh, basically concluded when it was like thrown out, said that when it's filled, it holds an excess of 14, 18 or 22 ounces and more than two ounces greater than the menu board stores represent. And so as a result, consumers at Starbucks receive at least and are likely to get more than the promised beverage amount and accordingly are not misled. But like basically they were getting sued on like how much fucking drink is in the cup. I think people are just like they're like, you know, oh, Red Bull got sued with a class Red action Bull. because okay. they were basically like, I didn't I, didn't I don't wings. feel like I have wings. I don't have wings. They didn't grow. Um. To be fair, if they are saying that allegedly Burger King has made the Whoppers look larger and larger in their ads since 2017, I mean, if this is the hill you want to die on to go after them for, I mean, maybe there's something there. But also you're like, is this the kind of person, too, who sees like a promo that's like large scale on a window and they're like, it was it for by five feet big, like I saw in the window advertisement. You know, I, I, mean, I just, I hope they win, and I, I hope that you know some people will be like, oh hi, oh your house looks so good. How do you think that they afford this house? And he's like, they sued. They're the people that sued Burger King because they, uh, the burgers were smaller than they appeared on TV. I realize I look like a fast food worker right now. You do. Like, you're kind of dressed like a fast food worker, especially with your hat and your headphones. Looks like my, your fucking headset, and you have a, my, a, a. She's wearing a vertically striped <laughs> collared shirt. Also, guys. I'm so angered. I have to take a photo of this uh, right now. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, though. If it, I do love a Whopper, mm-hmm. I haven't had one. I get Junior Whoppers for a dollar. Yeah, the time man, now. for sure. You don't need the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a piece of trash. Hold on. Here I am, fast food style. <laughs> um, <laughs> and dress for the job you want. Um, and uh. They they did used to be gigantic, but mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't had one. But there's also like a crazy global pandemic that's affecting yeah. prices. Meat costs people would be roof. yeah people would be so much fucking yeah. matter. That's right. I usually if it go was for the normal. Yeah, yeah. If if it was normal sized and more expensive, they would be fucking furious I know. about I know. that. I know, and it's all, and, actually like 
it's ex- like I will do sometimes I do the impossible whopper if I'm going to go for it, which isn't bad. OK. And, and like right. but okay. like even if you're like, I'm going to get a meal and a possible whopper. It's like it's like a twelve dollar affair. Like shit. <laughs> fast food's not like as cheap, cheap as it used to be. You know? No. That's why. So anyway, del, so anyway, Taco, I, I just think I just think that this is so interesting and people are like so like idiosyncratic about and like get like triggered and like pop off on the weirdest shit. And they'll be like, how do I sue people and get money from this huge corporation? So, yeah. Anyway, so let's let's bust out of the headlines and into some server submitted a story. Can I take your order, please? <laughs> Okay, you guys, first story today, subject being awkward tables, which we've been kind of covering a little bit. It's, it's been trending, if you will, the oh, past yeah. few episodes. Um, and if, you know, kind of like the for the past three years, really, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> All right, here we go. So I was bartending brunch at a restaurant in Brentwood. This woman sits down at the bar and she was waiting for her date. It turns out it was a first date from an app. The woman's pretty chatty and ordered a drink while waiting. And already I was getting weird vibes from her. She seemed a little Looney Tunes, but nice enough. The guy showed up 20 minutes later. He seemed pretty normal and attractive. They got to chatting. And as you know, when you're behind the bar, you can't help but overhear people's conversations. The topics were a wild to bring up on a first date. She launched right into marriage and kids. She had very specific ideas about gender roles and needing a man to be a provider. These wild conversations continued as they ate and drank their Bloody Marys. I remember thinking to myself, girl, what are you doing? Don't talk about that. He definitely pushed back at her uh, on her outdated notions. And then it turned from respectfully disagreeing to just flat out rudeness. I don't exactly remember what he said to her, but it was mean. And I think he may have called her crazy. And then he put a $20 bill down on the bar and walked out. So at this point, I went from thinking that she was a nut uh, to feeling really sorry for her. She started crying. I told her I was sorry and that he was a real fucking jerk. And $20 didn't even fully cover everything he ordered, of course. Myself and a few other ladies that worked there talked to her for a bit. I split the asshole's order off the tab and comped one of her drinks right before handing the check over. And we sent her out feeling slightly better. Um, she was kooky for sure and really not someone that I prefer to spend any time around, <laughs> but that doesn't make it okay to be rude and treat her badly. She's still a person and you can respectfully end a date without being cruel. And for future reference, save the marriage and kid talk for at least the second dates. Godspeed and good tips to y'all. That's from Melissa in Venice. Ooh. Oh man. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling on so many levels right now as like being someone who's had to overhear these conversations mm-hmm. to being someone who's been on wild fucking dates to sort of being like, honey, 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 you need like a little bit of like, you need some advice. You need someone to pull you aside. Like it's okay to have standards, mm-hmm. but then also like for someone to just so easily just be like, fuck you. You know, I know. I'm walking out and it's I mean, 
It's tough out there. It's what can really I say? Really fucking tough. Like it, it is. Yeah, it's keep it light and breezy. But at least you know, if you know, you know. At least I didn't drag it out for like you know many many dates. I think she's just like, look, this is what who I am. Take it or leave it. But it seemed like. Right. Yeah, because it's like, you know, we oh, God, and this is we we don't have all the time in the world to unpack this because it's it's like as women in women or women identifying however we want to put it when we are afraid that if we're honest about what we really want, they'll walk away and then we feel like we did an I gotcha after we get them the date to date us being like, I am interested in marriage or kids or whatever. Then they're like, you deceived me. You're a liar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're ever honest about how you feel about the topic, they're like red flag city. And yes, she she's did crazy. Seem, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She's crazy. She's demanding. On the flip side, if a man walked into a date right and was just like you will cook clean stay at home and wash my feet you know sort of shit I mean like what woman wouldn't just walk out and also not put down a $20 bill Mm -hmm. to help at all you know and just stiff the guy I mean I'm not saying that those are the same I think that one is a very sexist notion of a woman's place in society but I do think maybe she came on a little too wild yeah about and maybe a man she's a kooky married with uh the fact that she's really fucking nervous and is like where's my life going and i need this and here's what i want and you know i'm sure it was a whole a whole combination of all the I, things right and i i think what's crazy and i do think for a man you uh, for men in today's society someone saying you know that it's just so unfair for the advancement of everyone, period, to say that a male needs to be the sole provider. That's fucked. I don't believe in that. It does nothing to advance us as women. So I can also really sympathize with a man being like, get out of here. Like, sure, it's, man. It's someone, who, it's someone who might be like, great, yeah, I have a great job. And I, you know, and as long as we're a team, like, you know, maybe, maybe there are the years when I was a sole provider or the years when I took care of the kids and you went to work. And then there were the years where we both worked and whatever, but I feel gross inside. Sure, man. The words telling a man, I need you to pay my way. (laughs) I I want to die. Got what she wanted, but we, this is a very good story, Melissa, to get a a deeper, Deeper conversation going, obviously, but uh, keep them coming. Melissa's got great stories. Keep them coming. I mean, I cannot support our family on my fast food worker wage. Um, I just can't. I cannot get over how I look right now. Okay. (laughs) And my hat says, my hat literally says, I hate it here. Oh, my God. Um, Which is pretty great. Actually, that's really not nice. Okay, here we go. Hi, Brooke, Andrea, and Brian. I'll set the scene. It's 7.30 p.m. on a Friday night at a swanky golf club. I have a party of 16 who've just arrived, all businessmen who've been golfing all day. I've also just received a two-top not too far from the golfers. For reasons that will become clear later in the story, the golfers were all 30 to 40-year-old black men, and the two-top was an elderly white couple. Yes, it's going to get bad. The two-top was clearly fighting before I even greeted the table. The wife was making digs at the husband while I was standing there exasperating and saying, you knew what you wanted. Oh, oh. Well, I was standing there. She was exasperated and saying about him, you knew what you wanted. Tell her she's busy. When he began began to hem and haw and, you know, back at her doing their public fight. You always do this to me. So then I guided him through our entire menu. 
fun. You can tell that they're not a problem at all, right, yeah, Andrea? Yeah, no. So, oh, okay. so he ordered some wine. She seemed annoyed by this and then made another small dig at him. <sighs> I swiftly delivered their first course and all seemed as well as it could be. Then when I went to clear the plates, they complained about how loud it was in our completely full dining room, by the way. I was so busy and the vibe was so bad that I roped the floor supervisor in and asked if he could just deal with these people because they were clearly unhappy. They decided not to continue with their meal and leave. As they were leaving, I was standing in the hallway that leads out of the restaurant with the general manager. The husband comes by behind his wife and says, I can't believe you let those people act like that in here. I said, I'm sorry. So he clarifies and says, those N-words are so damn loud. I can't believe you let them in here, has a temper tantrum and starts to walk away. Now the table in question, my Randy group of golfers unfortunately overheard him. Jesus. I know. But the golfers took it in stride and immediately started to joke amongst themselves about it all night. So we comped a round of nice shots. The general manager, though, was fucking furious. So the white couple, the angry old grumpy white couple, was kicked out of the restaurant that night and told to never return much to the wife's rage. And I later learned they had their very expensive membership to the golf club revoked permanently. Good. They're now banned from eating at any of the clubhouses and from all of the golf courses associated with said clubhouses. That's what you get for being a racist fuck, idiot. Enjoy your supermarket hot bar takeout because it's the only place you'll be finding a hot meal on this entire island Godspeed, good tips, and less racists, please. Right. Crystal. Wow. I'm immediately picturing, I don't know where Crystal's from. I'm like picturing Martha's Vineyard because it's historically and culturally very black, mm -hmm. but stupid rich white people who live there don't know better. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm but wondering I think where, stupid rich white people don't know any better. They don't everywhere. know better. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying like they don't know better in multiple situations, right. but I'm just like, like, but to just specifically on this, like this island, Martha's Vineyard, that is like, you know, has tried so hard to sequester itself to this certain echelon. I'm even, I'm just making wild guesses where totally, this is. This could be totally. anywhere. Don't get me wrong, because you know what? It's like, this is a situation that let's be real. There's like an old guard of people that we have mm -hmm. to deal with and wait on. They could even be young and shitty and racist. Mm -hmm. And it can go all ways towards all races. It's a really, really tough thing mm -hmm. to be stuck in the middle of when you're waiting tables. Yeah, absolutely. I fucking love the, this manager. I love the whole staff that everybody was like, yeah, you're fucking done. You just, cool, you're canceled. We don't, we're fucking, we don't do we're fucking canceling you right now. You exactly. got it? Like, and, it's, it's like, and it's like, if you don't know what you did to get canceled, then we really can't help you. We really can't help you. You did and said and acted the most egregious of all the ways. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. so wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you assholes, like the way you're presenting obviously had like this fucking like this is the this is the energy that you invoke. This is the energy that follows you around. And and this is karma, like it, it, in a way, like, you know, like and also like blatantly you're a fucking asshole. And like, yeah, bye. Canceled forever. Bye. Goodbye. And, like uh, just just the. Just the protective bubble that you live in where you think you were gonna get away with it anymore. 
in this day and age, sadly, people have been allowed to and still do get away with egregious racist shit. But I salute this country club golf course because it's sorry, that's kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's a private membership Mm -hmm. that, you know, relies on a lot of money coming in Mm -hmm. from, you know, elite people. But sorry, sounds like we got a whole new generation. I love it. Fucking fly as fuck, you know, Mm -hmm. businessmen, meant people of color. It's not just like this stupid white person game anymore. And to assume that you're the only person they're like, bye, we're good. Yeah, we're fine. We're good. We're good. Um, well, you guys, if you have any stories, you know what to do. Send them our way. The sidework pod at gmail.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, you guys. Well, we are excited to dive into today's subject. We've been talking about covering this for so long. Today, we're going to like pivot a little we're doing a little sidestep um, from the proper world of the restaurant industry. And we're going to talk today about grocery stores. Uh, and joining us today is our buddy, Sandra Ranger is here. Hi. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Andrea and Brooke, for having me. Um, we're going to talk about the weird third cousin of the service yeah. industry which is grocery stores <laughs> that's this so fun to put it that way the third it's the cousin. cousin that like it's like you can sleep with them but it's still kind of weird you yeah know? it's yeah. a little removed it's still a little creepy though you know they're obviously related i feel like uh grocery stores is like the ultimate mashup of like restaurant like and retail, right? It's like it's like the the bastard child yeah. of, of such. Um and I can't believe we haven't talked about this, but let's as we always do get started with our guest Sandra, tell us a little bit about your history working in grocery stores. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been, you know, uh, I just left gross, uh, Whole Foods, the grocery store I was working at in February after six and a half years. Um, Congratulations. Good for you. <laughs> thank you. It was like the it's relationship that I did not mean to be in for so long. You know, um, <laughs> it was uh, it definitely brought me to L.A., which was cool. But it started out as a part time gig. I was doing home care as a certified nurse's assistant, and that wasn't paying well. So I picked up a part time cashiering job just to kind of supplement pay my bills um and it just kind of turned into my full-time job and then from there i was like a team trainer so i train all of the new people that would come on to the customer service team and um from there i became a supervisor which was really cool uh, kind of <laughs> and where was the, where where did you start it working 
I started working at the Whole Foods in Bishop's Corner in West Hartford, Connecticut. So okay. very eccentric little area. Um, and from there that, yeah, after like four or five years, I think I transferred to LA. I just like came out here to visit and I saw that there was a couple of stores hiring supervisors. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to apply and see if I get the job. And if I get the job, then I guess I'm moving to Los Angeles. We're just going to, we're going to go for it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my, my history with Whole Foods started in mm -hmm. customer service, basically stayed in customer service up until the very end, which uh, you know, might've been why I ended up leaving, just going yeah. through. Right. Right. Let's say, you say customer service. All I hear is complaint department. Yeah. <laughs> I also hear two plus years of a pandemic. Oh so. my God. Talk to us first and foremost, like what customer service, cause there's so many departments within grocery stores. What specifically is customer service covering? Customer service uh, is all of the cashiers, your baggers, the people that are collecting carts at uh, after you leave them all over the parking lot, push them into ditches, take them home, whatever people do with them. Um, and yeah, handling returns, like everything under the sun, basically funneling all of the calls, every single call about like some crazy organic, like jet fuel type fucking energy bar that someone's looking for that they can only get in Minnesota. Like all of those calls that are like the cliche whole foods calls, we, we field those and direct them to other departments. So, um, yeah, just handling all of the crazy, like yeah. we are the filter for all of the crazy. <laughs> you, you are front of house. That yeah, is yeah. technically front of yeah. house. Yeah. You're the face. You're, you're the first per Yeah. You're, and you're more, are you more like, because you're managing that department, are you like when they're like, ah, Sandra, I like really need you to step in here and like get like wedge in between me and this person because I can't handle them anymore. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. I have 100% tried my best, not always successfully to kick people out during the pandemic. That was like, <laughs> that oh, was probably the greatest honey. outcome of the pandemic was being able to step in and say like, you got to go. Didn't have You're ready. most time they wouldn't leave. <laughs> it just didn't work, but you know, uh, yeah. Right. Those are the videos we didn't see go viral is <laughs> when there was no dissatisfying end. Like they're like, and we let them keep shopping womp womp yeah I mean the start of the pandemic had to have been like I mean if there's if there's any like like the most memorable moment of like you in the grocery like the supermarket industry like the pandemic has to take the fucking cake wouldn't you say like yeah yeah I would say so well, it, it was, was ground zero fucking... it was fucking pandemic ground zero it was the only place we were allowed to go right yeah you know, um, especially when shit was really locked down. And then, of course, it's Whole Foods. So there's an extra layer of just like specificity and privilege <laughs> and, you know, wanting what you want when you want it because I have food allergies, God damn it, you know, and you're sitting here going like, I, I cannot even imagine the clown level fuckery. I was there. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I, in preparing for this, this is a little unrelated. I pulled up one of my favorite like screenshots of all time from the Whole Foods Reddit and okay. it's from one of the employees yes. and it's right yes. after they changed their dress code. So Whole Foods did this thing where they decided that, um, they didn't like that their employees were supporting black lives matter. 
And so after that came out, they decided that they were going to change the dress code so that you could not wear like any sort of pattern. You couldn't wear like anything at all that supported any cause. And mind you, this is a company that like, if there were a place to wear a pin, Whole Foods was the place Right. <laughs> in the beginning days, like every single you were like your flair was you were cool if you had flair. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so this little uh, write up I thought was hilarious. So it says this person wrote, I don't think there's anything in the dress code to stop from dressing as a clown <laughs> since. <laughs> Since some days working at Whole Foods makes me feel like an absolute clown, I got to thinking I could technically be allowed to dress up as one within the new dress code. I couldn't find any clear ruling on face paint or putting on one of those red noses, but the rest of the standard clown attire seems to all be within the guidelines. I even found some non-slip clown shoes for those in need of it. Just Come some on. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I, I. Wow, way to find your fucking loophole. Um, how was it? You know, and what we'll, I'll get. Well, let's actually like talk about this first because okay. the rules and if people don't know, like I'm sure a lot of these rules in the olden days. If you guys don't know, Amazon at one point acquired Whole Foods, and <laughs> Jeff Bezos now owns Whole Foods. I think everybody should know that, but maybe people don't know that. Um, and you were there during the transition. You were there in the good old days, you know, when it was supposed to be like a little more small businessy to <laughs> to like the fucking bleh, to Amazon buying Whole Foods. How was that? How was that transition? Oh, man. I mean, it was it kind of feels like it was so long ago at this point, but it really wasn't. Um, and it was definitely a slow burn. Like I everyone in the company was kind of like, man, this really fucking sucks. Like, we know things are going to change, but it wasn't immediate. Uh, but lo- when you look back now, it's so drastically different. Like so many departments they got rid of. Um, I actually got the whole job at Whole Foods because one of my friends was the in-store graphic designer and they like hand painted every single sign. Mm-hmm. And like every time there was a special, they made all of that art. They completely did away with that position. Um, they had like hand painted murals all over like the employee areas of the store that I was at. And I don't even know if they're still in- there anymore, but they... You know, they kind of did away with all of those initiatives, all of the in-store trainers, people that would come out and like have trainings for customers and employees to partake in where they're like trying products and, um, you know, spreading knowledge about small companies and local companies. And they just they just did away with all of that. And it's like that was what Whole Foods was all about. It was supposed Mm. to be like the place that you went to feel like your community is very niche and you know, specific to your area. Um, and now, you know, that's no longer. Instead, they erected the egg-shaped dome that is Jeff Bezos' head. <laughs> it yeah. was a statue where we, we go in, we clock mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and we sing Bo Burnham's Jeff Bezos song to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey ah, Bezos! Congratulations! Bezos, you did it! It's my favorite. So it has to be super fucked up to like them. Here we are cut back to the pandemic where like all like you're from corporate all you're dubbed an essential worker and you go to work every single day and you're fucking facing the terror and people are freaking out on you left and right. I'm sure as head of customer service, that's what I'm going to call you from now on. Um, and I think it, it must have been like a really, really hard, a really hard pill to swallow to be like, this company doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that's spot on. And I will say if there's one thing that the customers and employees of Whole Foods agree on, it's that we all hate Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Both the customers and the employees alike. I mean, it's just, it's the, if there's nothing to talk about and you can't find that conversation with your customer, like that's the one. (laughs) Like one of you just says that (laughs) and you're good to go. So what do you think about this Amazon merger? Oh, girl. Right. That's <laughs> worst. Let's yeah. talk about it. I Wait, mean, I, I have an I have an immediate sort of like burning question too, though, right? Because obviously, um, so I directly benefited during the pandemic from free grocery delivery here and there and mm-hmm. or someone packing my groceries and being in charge of that. Is that just the same job sort of like pay tier? Do people rotate in and out of it? Was it just this new expectation or was it like new people got hired on? How did, cause just out of nowhere to be like, we're going to deliver your groceries to you. Cause mm-hmm. we said so, cause we're Amazon. Yeah. So that started out as like a, yeah, that was, I do remember when that program started in the North Atlantic region where I came from. Um, and they started in our store, the pilot program for delivering. And they just, they basically just hired a bunch of people off of whatever, indeed somewhere, some mm-hmm. Amazon posting that they posted and they didn't have like supervisors in place to train all of these people that showed up. And I kid you not, it was like one day, all of these people just showed up and started like trying to shop in our store. They didn't have any trainings in place. So um, those for a while, they were Amazon employees, but each store is a little bit different. Some of the shoppers get brought on as Whole Foods employees. And in some stores, they're Amazon employees. And, you know, it's just kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a mess that entire program, but yeah, they, they bring in shoppers, uh, specifically to shop and pack your groceries. And I will say that at the store I was at most recently, we had not too much interaction with them. They kind of just do their thing, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. been a lot of complaints. And I will say that uh, one thing that most of uh, the original Whole Foods employees have agreed upon is that there was just no like quality training in place for these people that have never worked in a grocery store, like don't right. care about picking good products for people. Right. No, produce. not at all. Um, and you have to train on that. It sounds silly, but you like have to train people about vegetables when they work at a grocery store. And there's absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for like kind of where I was just like, I understand times are wild right now, but I was just like, I cannot believe what you chose for me. I know you seem like someone who doesn't eat at home. (laughs) You seem like someone who's never shopped for themselves. And like, I was like, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to send it back, but I've never had weirder selections sent to me. Same. I definitely got like a replacement selection of like a fat free sour cream one time, like during like when I didn't want to go to the grocery stores and I was like, who would ever fucking eat fat free sour cream? (laughs) Like, how is this okay? And it's also, but it's such a privileged thing to be like complaining about. That's why I was like, I feel like such a dick. But so then when I did start, you know, shopping again, the, the vibe that you're saying that is correct is like, okay, so you can tell the people who work at like either I'm I'll go to a Sprouts or the three six five or the Whole Foods in this area, and you're like these people do not work for the store. Oh, I can because they are taking up all the space. They're lost. They're they're like or they're just like bad, just 
all bad etiquette. Everything Mm -hmm. about them is bad etiquette. And I get it. You might have to hustle to make a dollar in this economy. I fucking get it. But like you do not like not only are you not a shopper here, you're not an actual employee here. So you're just fucking shit up, asshole. (laughs) It would be like somebody just like walking in and going and making themselves their own drink behind the bar and serving it to your table. Oh, God, you're so right. You know what I mean? Like that's what it would be like. That's how I relate it. Amazon is going to descend descend upon bars now drone bartenders. Amazon (laughs) drone bartenders <laughs> that we all just have to contend with mm-hmm. at our places of employment mm-hmm. and Be just like, deal with it. Yeah. No, I actually already ordered a drink via the drone, a third party <laughs> app that's going to, I don't need you to help me. The drone's going to bring it to me. What? And you're like, ah. um, batting that's it. going to happen. It's like the human equivalent of those little tablets at the table where you like place your order, but you also can play games. Oh yeah. We've really <laughs> gone off on those. If they're so, I can't, I cannot with those. Um, so let's jump into this amazing, very topical, very hot now story. So uh, tons of grocery stores are unionized, you guys. It's great. I, I Were you guys unionized, Sandra, at the old Whole Foods? Yeah, no. something tells me Mm-mm. no <laughs> is the answer. So coming off of this topic, especially being dubbed an essential worker for so long, to be like, you're a hero, but then at the same time have like no extra pay, terrible work conditions, terrible hours, if you're a part-time employee not receiving benefits. So basically unions here in Southern California were like, nope, we're fucking fed up. Um, and then workers represent several major chains that include Ralph's and Albertsons and Vons and Papillions. So basically they're like, we're going to strike. Like this just went down today. We're about to strike. If you guys won't meet our demands, there was 24 hours straight of negotiations at the tables and ding, ding, ding. The agreement includes a settlement I think has happened. Um, it's including significant wage increases, guaranteed hours for part-time workers, stronger health benefits, improved store safety and secured pensions. This is all happening. And this is basically, you're basically like standing their ground and be like, if we're fucking essential workers, then like you need to treat us as such. Mm-hmm. So this has been a really strong stance that the workers have done. And like, they're getting what they wanted it, or so at this point in the game, it seems like it's all going to happen. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah, that is truly amazing. I mean, I don't think that there's, you know, union is like Voldemort at Whole Foods. You just Uh don't say it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just not, it's not talked about. But yeah, I I mean, it's super exciting news. I'm, I'm so beyond proud of the, uh, the workers at the Amazon warehouse and, and New York for being able to pull together and unionize. Like, it's just, it's remarkable how many people I've seen burned by the company and like have, you know, lost their jobs over dumb things. And it's just the lack of benefits when benefits got taken away for part-time employees. That was just, it was devastating for a lot of totally people, devastating. You know? Yeah. And it was personal for you even, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and I know that, that you suffered through it too, but so this is this heavy stuff. I feel like we've done, we've done a lot of heavy lifting in the first part of this interview, yeah. but let's like, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun and like get into it. Um, <laughs> I wanted to do, you know, some similarities between like working in a supermarket and then working in a bar and a restaurant. So I think number one would be like, you have regulars, right? Like you see this oh, yeah. it's a neighborhood joint. You see the same people over and over again, <laughs> which has got to be fun. I'm sure you made some buds, right, Sandra? I, I have. Yeah, actually most of my, 
most of the customers that I think of on a regular basis are the ones from the West Hartford location. I think maybe because I like was at that store for so long and and working in LA, like you have regulars, but it's a big city, baby. It's it's a big city and the store is really busy. So there, there's probably a few there, but I think back to like this one woman that used to come in every single night and she would buy like a large harpoon beer and she was like super Polish and like she was always jet setting between West Hartford and Poland and like working on some project where she's like trying to rewrite the history of Poland for their for their textbooks and like just doing some crazy stuff and I thought she was the coolest lady ever I wish I knew her name because I was like I wanted to cry when I moved because I was like, I won't get to see you anymore. You're coming in every single night for this beer. You're such a badass, just like working your life away for this cause. And yeah, we actually, this is another regular customer I used to have not so happy of a story. It was like this really old guy, this really old white guy who had like a wife and kids and the wife was like significantly younger. I think he had money. It was kind of weird, but he would always come through my line. He had a huge crush on me and like, you're at the register. You can't escape. So like, you know, you've got this long line, there's free registers over on the other side, but you know, this person is like without fail going to get into your line regardless. My God, running the register is the bartender of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. You can't leave. You can't, you know, there's nothing you could do in the situation except for just like grin and bear it and wait for it to be over. Scan as fast as you can. (laughs) But anyway, so on my 25th birthday, I like he, you know, he, you have conversations. So he's like, Oh, when's your birthday? Like, what's your favorite color? And this is like over a couple of years, I'm like having conversations with this person. And so on my 25th birthday, he brought me 25 green items because my favorite color was green from like, apparently he was a designer for like all of the stuff that you could buy at family dollar, but don't need. And so he just like showed up with a huge bag of like green, like plastic utensils and green, like soap dishes and like paperweights and paper clips. And I was just like, what do I do? It was the most bizarre thing I think I have encountered as a cashier. It was just like, of all the things (laughs) that you could go through. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's crossing a line. That's breaking the fourth wall, if you will. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a lot. Oh, boy. I, oh boy. I think I think you're like, I think we're married now. I don't know. <laughs> but that is, this is that my is, dowry. Is classic, you guys, you guys know this is classic like bar patron behavior. This is the same oh, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. It's like these attachments. They see you every day. Right. And yeah. it's like and it's it's your job. But they think that you like them and and you might you might actually like them because you're a nice person but you don't have a choice on whether right. or not you interact and do your customer job. service mm. <laughs> yeah that's right oh my god <laughs> well another similarity i would say would be you're on your feet all day it's yeah. a it's a thankless job where you just walk and step and do and probably like a little i would assume more labor intensive than you know obviously having to lift a fucking bag of like soda concentrate over your head is very labor intensive as I assume lifting huge bins of groceries all day can be. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's true, but honestly, I have to say my arms were like the most toned when I was cashier. Like I like it was a workout and I was in good shape. It <laughs> I will say that that was one benefit of working that job. You're, you're um, doing core because you're like exactly. twisting a lot, you know, mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. a lot of core, a lot of lifting, you know, um a little cardio cuz you're you know, maybe also communicating and shooting the shit with people. Mm-hmm. I get Andrea did put on here before too. Can we jump into the bagging thing? Oh yeah. Oh, this is so fun. I get so horny for bagging my own. <laughs> or I'm, where I'm just like, I think I understand the Tetris game of it all. But feel free to feel free to please educate us proper on proper bagging if you have a method. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it goes without saying, if you have a gallon of milk, please don't put it in a bag. Um, I will never look at you the same. And I please just don't do that. If you have the option to carry Has the milk, a handle, carry assholes. The milk. Um, no, okay, yeah. So bagging techniques, we, yeah, this is like day one. You get like a little paper that tells you like the proper way to bag things. Um, cold goes with cold, hot goes with hot. Try to keep the dry goods together and just, yeah, mm-hmm. do the Tetris method. I mean, you can put heavy stuff on the bottom. You don't have to put all of the heavy things into one bag. Um, and if you try to split it up properly, you won't have to double bag. And that is, that's, that's the hack right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the earth thanks you mm-hmm. for that one. No, I know where you're like, why would you do an all heavy bag? You're the, I'm <laughs> yeah. I, like, for me, when I do that accidentally, I'm like, wait, I'm the one who has to carry it. Why <laughs> did I do that? You know? And I know for a fact that like, you know, and Whole Foods is like, definitely like uh people are either bringing their own bags or if they need a bag they're like can we get as much into this one bag as possible so i don't feel like such a wasteful asshole so i'm sure that had to feel really good too to be like can we do it can we get it all in there are we doing it and then the reward is so sweet yeah i mean it's so nice when you have that moment with a customer and you're just like i think i'm gonna try to do this all in one bag and they're like oh my god go for it and then you do it and they're like you're amazing we're so great oh my god I'm so good at this. Wow. Such an they're like, I, they're like, I art directed it. I was the art director. You all saw. <laughs> I'm going to put it on my resume. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a great thing about working at a grocery store too is that you learn about food. Like you said, yeah. you have to learn about vegetables. You have to learn about fruit. You have to know all the different departments and where things live. I mean, I'm sure you could like close your eyes and tell me where every single thing is in that store. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, I just want to let everyone know really quick. The tahini is with the nut butters. So (laughs) yes, throwing it out there, just trying to save some time for everyone. Where's the fucking horseradish though. Oh, so that one's tricky because it can change. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't always live with the seafood. I know Mm -hmm. that for three, six, five right now, I believe that it's actually over near like the pickled stuff and vegan stuff. Um, but for a while it was with the seafood and I think it even had a brief stint with the, like the refrigerated salad dressings in, in produce. It's see, it rotates. I'm not crazy. Thank you for validating. Yeah. And I know that I know this is not something that Whole Foods sold, but um, where would you think the Velveeta would be? It's not with the cheese. The uh, Velveeta is in the popcorn aisle because it's a weird dry good that's oil based. So it's next to junk food and popcorn. Yeah, that sounds they don't keep Velveeta with cheese. That sounds fitting. I mean, that's just like misleading if they do, you know. <laughs> right. I, I think you... the Velveeta again is another fickle thing. Now I, I, we were at Target the other day and like I was I made some queso for a party and we couldn't find it. We looked in the whole dry goods section, and you guys, 
It was it was in a, it was in a cooler. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, I was like, Jesus. I think if you put Velveeta in the fridge, like it, like something will sprout. It'll become a creature. It'll like yeah. it won't. It's not a good idea. Um, but I think I feel like we could play this game all 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 day. Um, but I think learning about food must have been really fun for you to like, and and obviously to get it like at a discount must have been nice, you know. At the same time, oh, one hundred percent the benefit. Yes, absolutely. If I weren't dating someone that also still works for Whole Foods, would I have left? I don't know. I still get the <laughs> discount, so I'm still benefiting. That's pretty. From it. That's pretty tight. I've got all my bases covered. Um, and I just think for the room for growth is pretty good too. Like you can start mm-hmm. as a bagger, become a mm-hmm. customer service uh, manager, become a butcher. That is know? my brother. My brother was bagger and then he graduated to Whole Foods butcher and deli and all that crazy stuff. And he, love he had the best benefits of his life, um, you know, and like the matching program, everything. I mean, it was a pretty, pretty sick job while, while he was going strong with that company. Um, you know, and I think like the, there's also these like weird mashups where there's restaurants within grocery stores. Like sometimes mm-hmm. there's like little cafes and they have like much cheaper versions of like breakfast or lunch and you may mm-hmm. actually have a server. Um, and the bar game is fucking huge now and has been for years in grocery stores. Like Brian and I definitely used to get drunk at Whole Foods in Chicago. Yeah. And it's a really surreal experience to be like. Uh, people are just shop. They've been working all day and they're tired and they just have to go to the fucking grocery store and you're just drunk looking at them. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had people, we have lots of customers who do that, that and we don't have a bar in our store. So, you know, I, <laughs> I get it. I, it's stressful. It's a very stressful environment and I champion anyone that wants to be drunk while grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, the origin of of it being like from Austin, Texas and all that stuff, it's like that blew my mind because I'd never seen the full iteration of like, oh, people go to Whole Foods for dinner, not just for shopping. Yeah, they're going to go hit the hot bar and get some really good wine and or beer and sit in the outdoor courtyard. And I was just like, what? I mean, I think legally you could go topless into a Whole Foods in Austin because them's the laws, you know, the laws. Um, so I want to talk about the different departments. To be fair, Sandra Sandra is topless while we're recording. Yeah, she's topless. That's true. Some things you just can't let go. She's she's at one. Mm -hmm. It's an Austin-based company. I can't not do it. I I totally. I I feel the vibe. I feel the vibe. Um. So let's talk about the departments, which I think are fun. So there's customer service, which is the cashiers, which is what you were a part of. But we've got bakery and deli and the meat department and floral is like mm-hmm. an offshoot and produce and like a healthy living. So like what I want to know, Sandra is like, who are the, who are the cool kids? Like which department yeah. is the cool kids? Well, everyone that works in produce is miserable and every <laughs> whole foods that I have are they like constant, they constantly have colds because they're always like in the cooler. Are they sniffling? Yeah. I mean, it's really just like not a great working for any of the, any of the dairy team members, anyone that has to be in a cooler for like most of their shifts. Like I feel for them. That sucks. You don't get to see the light of day. You're just working eight to four 30 in this dark, damp cooler with no windows. Ugh, I can't, um, it but the cool kids, sour. it seems like every, everyone in the meat department is like a raunchy guy with a beard and is super tall. And like, you don't know if you like them, but like some of them you do. And like, they just very offensive humor. You, mm. it, 
very uh not to say i don't know brooke about your brother maybe maybe he's an um, outlier but i know i he was he's he, no he doesn't quite fit that uh bill so yeah, yeah. so but meat department's like the line cooks like mm-hmm. the gross line cooks yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's your back of house but front facing unfortunately yeah yeah, yeah you definitely. have to talk with them the grocery team members i feel like they're it seems like they're always doing something but they're never on the floor so they're always i don't know what they're doing they're in the they're in the back of the house um and they whip it they're, the they're doing what they need to do but uh they're not there when the customer has questions so they always get directed up <laughs> no front. and is it, is it like the person behind the juice bar is just constantly in the weeds and confused like, oh yeah just i didn't even know that that was like a like a single position that was hired for i didn't even realize that you could just be like a barista at whole foods yeah the glenn the glendale one where you're just like these people are in over their heads yeah i've yeah i've heard a lot about the glendale store that's for sure yeah that's that's a very specific whole foods i'm just gonna say that right now yeah um and then you've got your healthy living section which i think is like where you're gonna get a lot of like i feel like you have to be pretty darn trained to be able to like deflect some of the crazy questions coming at you in that area yes i mean and i'm sure you have had this conversation but just just ask yourself this have you ever had an hour-long conversation with a 55 year old white woman about oil of oregano (laughs) because if you haven't you would be a changed person after (laughs) First and foremost, this is hilarious. You brought it up because we're huge fans of oil oregano on this show. But we never in my it. life would I ever, maybe in my older, more senile years, I I might corner a poor, poor, healthy living worker. But I don't think I ever would. And uh, I, 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 wow, wow. My my version is is when I worked at a vegan restaurant on the Upper East Side in Manhattan for a year and a half, and like people would come in and be like, I have worms. What should I eat? You know? And you're like, wait, oh like God. you have worms like in a container or inside your body. Ah! No, like, I've I'm actually, I've gotten that before. You're like, I'm having flashbacks right now. I had someone come in and they were asking, um, they were looking for, what is it? Like, I have turpentine or something like that. They were literally looking for turpentine at Whole Foods because they were like, I heard that this can get rid of worms. And I was like, I, I'm not a doctor, but which is what you're supposed to say before you say anything about the whole body section in Whole Foods. Uh, you preface with, I'm not a doctor, but I don't know if that's what you should be looking right. for. Oh my God. It's bad. I think it's also fair to say, I'm not a doctor. You shouldn't use that. Like not even like, yeah. I'm not even sure. I think you should just be like, put the turpentine down. <laughs> Do not well, drink that. Fortunately, we did not sell it. So honestly, I'm not sure the fate of that person. Right. They did not they, follow right. up. They right. went to the they went to the hardware store looking yeah. for health health care. So they were like paint remover. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. I don't yeah. even have worms. No, my, my worms, worms are covered sweet. in paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there clicks? Would you say between departments? Like, are there like is there like do some people not talk to other people, or is it more just like you're kind of just separated and that's just how it goes? I would say that the cliques form most uh, around the age groups of individuals. So it seems like every 17 to 18 year old, they find each other Mm -hmm. and then they just, they like, they fuse together as, as coworkers across different departments and they all go out together and it's great. It's, I've met some of my best friends from Whole Foods and I still like talk to them almost every single day. 
it's been three years that I've been in California and I'm still like these people across the country are like my best of friends. But um, I, I would that. say like definitely is it's among the age groups and these kids are wild, honestly. Like, have you ever, have you ever tried to tell a teenager to work? Like that was, <laughs> that's my job. The cool kids are the young kids and the, the cool kids are always the ones that do not want to work at all. And it's like, <laughs> you're in this position where it's like, I want you to like me too, even though I'm 27, why do I care? But also, can you please do your job? <laughs> it's just not can happening. you just go collect the carts and not nap in your car, please? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so there's obviously the busiest days of the year, which absolutely coincide with the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. We're talking New Year's Eve. We're talking Christmas Eve. We're talking, I mean, we're, and then you're probably forced to work more of these holidays because you want extra staff during this time right mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah I mean, they're blackout there... dates you can't even yeah. take time off during the holidays it's crazy yeah um, my, bro my brother mentioned you know especially at whole foods leading up to uh thanksgiving the, the truck mm -hmm. that that drops all like the 10 million pounds of frozen turkeys and what a back breaking job that is hauling off the truck and into the store and all of the crazed humans coming in for their turkeys. He's oh my like, gosh. It's, it's PTSD ridden territory for him. It is. It is it, like I if you ever have to interview someone as an, an event coordinator that has worked at Thanksgiving at a Whole Foods, like hire that person because every single go. year you are. For whatever reason, there's never a game plan that comes down from regional. <laughs> it's always like, what the fuck? Like, we Thanksgiving don't know what Thanksgiving again? Do. What is this? Exactly. Every single year, it's like they've never seen it. And it's the, the way that the team members come together and make these things happen uh, is quite amazing. But dressing, always... first of all, is dressing up like clowns all through mm -hmm, the holidays. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Got to get those non-slip clown shoes 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, the way that we pull together as a team, it's really, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And the only sad thing about Thanksgiving is that I honestly feel like the meals, the pre-made meals that we charge people for are just like so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And we, all, the mistakes are always made. Like there's always like some huge portion of someone's meal missing. It's just kind of insane. And it's, it's but it's like three or $400 for like, not that great food and mm. take note, everyone. If you order a pre-made meal from whole foods, you do still have to cook it. You do still have to heat it up. It's not coming hot. So I just want to set the record straight. Whoa, do not expect tip. your food to come hot. But I mean, I would imagine that some of these busiest days of the year are like when the whole store goes down and you're all in the weeds. I mean, there's a version yeah. of grocery stores being in the weeds, right? Where just everything's falling apart at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the day before Thanksgiving. It's just insane. Like <laughs> You're like, yeah, <laughs> assholes. We don't have any more fucking stuffing mix because it's the day before Thanksgiving. What the fuck are you guys thinking? I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, what is wrong with you? You should have bought your cranberry sauce three weeks ago. What yeah. are you thinking? You know, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. it's true. It's true. Oh, We're not have my it. God. Um, I know that I had you kind of like think about some crazy stories like that maybe you wanted to tell us. And I think you want to, did you, did you have any gems you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, let me think. I have a couple of things written down. Um, I she just want to, I did do like my this. homework. Um, 
Yeah. One thing that really struck out to the first thing I thought of when I um, was thinking about what I'd want to talk about on this podcast, it's European customers because uh, they vag for themselves. And so when you get a European customer, so a, a British customer, an Australian customer, they never waste an opportunity to shit on American consumers for not bagging for themselves. Like it's their <laughs> moment to shine where they're just like, Americans are so lazy. I don't understand why they just stand here and look at their phones and act like they don't know how to bag, but in accents, obviously. And I'm not going to do an accent because it's not going to sound... Uh, but wow it is just uh it's a real moment and it's i think before the pandemic before people started calling us heroes that was like that was the moment in which i'd feel most appreciated it's when i had a european customer (laughs) tell me that they could feel uh they could feel my pain so i love that you know my sister worked at a grocery store for years and she she'll oh she loves to bag her own groceries and actually yeah, well, i'm I, not i like to i'm do that crazy too. bitch i'm, I'm like i'll do this bitch. like you guys are cool you guys just sit you know <laughs> oh yeah nice. i mean it's it's nice when you finally like get bagging down to a tea and you can make like a really nice nicely mm-hmm. packed bag there's it's mm-hmm. one of the most satisfying feelings you're like i'm a pro i'm so good with spatial awareness i should be <laughs> a designer like you just all of the good feelings come out of that oh yeah it's a lot it's a lot of feels for sure awesome any more hot hot goss yeah um i you know it's hard to say i don't really have any like crazy good stories um just that's, regular, let's, count, like, let's count that as a win yeah you know? i actually do yeah. I, I think you've like really like gave it given us like such a great amazing picture and i think you'll know price codes for the rest of your life i think oh, we can all absolutely. say that, that yeah. those will stick with you forever because price codes are universal <laughs> they are yeah it's really quite amazing i definitely have some codes committed to memory that will always be there wow so no matter what um chain you work at like like a green pepper is like 093 or something like that mm-hmm. yeah oh what is green pepper ah, that's not, not that's not okay all right it's because there's zeros. organic codes too and those are four mm-hmm. or five what numbers uh nine so usually if you put a nine in front of the code that's going to signify organic Oh. Yeah, but uh, green pepper is like four zero six five. I'm like almost certain. So we'll have to avocado. Oh, uh, four two two five. <laughs> I can't believe they've got you on a four number system. That is amazing. It's incredible. That's, that is really incredible. And you just learn because it's just busy work. It's just over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Ingrained. Mm-hmm. And you'll always know it, which is so great. And I think, you know, one more thing, you know, as we finish up, I think that all these comparisons that we've had to the service industry. And I'm so glad we're talking to you today because obviously it's like just another amazing, crazy service industry job that like needs to be recognized and should be talked about more. Cause once you've done it, you've done it. And I've never worked in a grocery store. And I, I, I imagine that once you do it, you're like, and you talk to anybody else who's worked at a grocery store all over the world, you can just be like, high five, bro. We did it. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. You speak the same language. I mean, you just do. You actually also speak in codes together. That yeah. you have a code language. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Such specific complaints with other grocery store workers. Like the complaints that we like gossip to each other about are are very specific. And it's just this is very satisfying to hear. It is, it is satisfying. Yeah, I lo- I love it. I love all of the people that I've met working through Whole Foods. They've all been great. They're all destined for 
better than whole foods. Um, and I, you know, I truly feel that it's, it's such a skill. And I think that a lot of customers really don't realize that it's, it's a human on the other side of that counter. You know, they just assume that you're not educated and you're here because you don't care about your life. <laughs> it's kind of sad sometimes. Yeah, man. Shit needs to change. Yeah, and well, I really, you going to say on the head. Three years strong of this podcast proving otherwise over and over and over again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sandra, thank you for hanging out with us today. I'm There's probably so much that we missed and didn't talk about. So, you know, like down the line, we would love to talk well, about grocery stores again. Yeah, we usually get what happens is like this will generate a little chatter from our listeners who oh, then okay. help us shape, you know, what we didn't cover, what we could go back and talk about or what have you. So you're welcome back anytime. Anytime. You're- um, you guys have any service submitted stories? Did you work at grocery stores? Do you have hot, juicy gems to send our way? Uh, you know, sideworkpod at gmail.com. Other than that, Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Absolutely. Godspeed. Good tips and good. Can I get a price check for awesomeness? I don't know what to say on that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. And I would love to come back and prepare. Yeah. Yes. Um, other crazy stories. I will do some fishing among my friends and see if I can. Yeah. Find oh yeah. I was gonna say. Send it our way. Yeah. Talk to your friends. Come back and come back once you got Absolutely. the once you got the dirt. I love it. All right, you guys. We will talk to you next week.